This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Turn with me to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. I'll give you a little bit of a background of Exodus chapter 3. I won't keep it too long, so don't worry. Um, Basically, uh, if I just paraphrase to where we are in the point in Exodus chapter 3, the uh, Israelites have been forced into slavery. Um, They are coming under the Egyptian uh, people, and they're like being worked hard and tirelessly. It's a bit like my work. Um, And we read how Moses was born, and the uh, <coughs> the um, Pharaoh at that time had said every boy should be killed, uh, but Moses escapes it. He's put in a little basket and everyone goes, what type of basket is it? A Moses basket, yes, okay, okay, thank you. So what was the Moses basket made out of? Sorry? Anyone else? Rushes. Actually, some say it was made out of paper. It was made out of papyrus, apparently. I don't know how much truth there is in that, but um, I would know that because I sell paper. Um, but he was put in this lovely little basket, and he was put out on, on, onto the river. And we all know the story how Pharaoh's daughter uh, found him, saved him. And like most children, he grew up. And he grew up until one day uh, he murdered someone, and everyone went... And so what does he do? He thinks he gets away with it, but then maybe a day later, I don't know what it is in the Bible, I think it's a day later, somebody, like, he gets busted, doesn't he? Yeah, somebody knows that, that he's killed someone. So he flees. He goes to an area, he lands up at a well, and there's some girls there, and basically he finds a wife, gets married, lives happily ever after, gets 2.4 children, goes on Facebook and social media, does all that, and lives happily ever after. Not quite, not quite, okay? Because they didn't have Facebook. Um, but, he, uh, but he gets mad. And until one day when we get to uh, um, Exodus chapter 3, he's tending his flock. So he was a farmer, and I'm a farmer's boy. So give a cheer for all the farmers. Yeah? So here we are. So there's a few verses. I'm going to read verses 1 to 14, sorry, just to get the context of it. So please, please bear with me. So it says this, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro. Everyone say Jethro. Jethro. No, say it better than that. Say Jethro. Thank you. His father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that, th- th- Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see the strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him and from within the bush said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Everyone say, here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face, because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out, because of the slave drivers, and I am concerned of their suffering. 
So I have come down to rescue them from the land of the Egyptians and to bring them up into the land, into into good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezuzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Impressive. I'm not going to do it again. And now the cry of the Israelites had reached me. And I have seen the way of the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I? Everyone say, who am I? See, audience participation. It's great, isn't it? Bulks the message out, makes it a bit longer. (laughs) That I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that is, that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on the mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. That is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you that it is a lamp unto our our feet and light unto our path. Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that your word will speak to each and every one of us here this morning. That the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be unto you, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, in Plus Group, we have this rule. What's said in the room stays in the room. I'm going to break that rules because rules are for breaking. I shared, or we discussed in our group the other week, hearing from God. That's what we think. We are two choices, actually, evolution and hearing from God. Um, so, so I'm glad that we chose hearing from God. We got Ian Morgan as our plus group reader, who's not here this morning, but we'll give him a cheer anyway. Should we come on? I shared how I don't like the Old Testament. If I'm being honest, it has long words like Jebusites and Hittites and, and it has stuff like your shack, my shack and a bungalow. And it has all those different things and this one begat that one. So I honestly admitted to the group, I don't like the Old Testament. It's funny how God has a sense of humor because since that moment in time, I've been called to the Old Testament. Never say you're never going to be a missionary because you will land up being one, okay? So, so God is teaching. He's got a real sense of humor. So I've been drawn over the last few weeks to uh, the Old Testament, and indeed my message is from Exodus chapter 3, which is in the Old Testament, if you didn't realize. Um, but it's an interesting story of Moses and how he goes on to do amazing things, and God does things through him. God uses him to bring the plagues, uh, opens the sea, frees the Israelites from slavery. Uh, Through one man, Moses, one man that was chosen by God. Don't you think that's amazing? That one man is chosen by God. I like game shows. Do you like game shows? I enjoy watching Pointless. My wife doesn't understand Pointless. She thinks it's Pointless. I was going to say, she thinks it's Pointless. I try to explain to her the whole workings of Pointless. She just doesn't get it. You'll have to forgive us. Wales 
uh, lost to Scotland. My wife is Scottish, and she's rather bitter this morning, or I'm rather bitter this morning. Um, but pointless. But there was one game show I did like was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Did you like that? So I think this morning... We'll play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Do you think that? Much better than preaching. Yeah? Should we cue the music? Let's go for it. Hit it. One day we'll have music. (laughs) So we'll play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. So I thought this morning, we need a contestant for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Do you think so? So I think I'll call Naomi this morning to be our contestant this morning. We don't have a chair or anything fancy. Yeah, we'll have a mic, yeah. Good morning. Ooh, oh, it's on. Am I on? Am I on? So, you don't know what the question is this morning? No idea. It could be biblical this morning. Could be. It could be sport. No. It could be general knowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm going to narrow it down this morning. Yep. But before we do that... Which three people would you possibly choose, or maybe here, or can't, don't have to be here this morning, that you would choose out of A, B, C? I see. Um, this, it's all becoming clear now, Mike. Um, so, I think probably depending on what the question was on, if it was just vaguely general knowledge, I'd probably pick Mr. Mark Watkins. There. Oh! He's got... So, you pick an, Mark Watkins, who else would you an choose? An abundance of obscure knowledge. Um... <laughs> If it was a sport-related question, it'd probably be Dan Madge. Oh, Dan another, Madge! Another person with obscure knowledge. Most biblical, uh, oh. biblical question probably Ian Morgan because he's an encyclopedia. Right. <laughs> well, we were in church this morning, and I thought we'd do the scriptural thing this morning oh. and have a sporting question. I mean, uh, a biblical question this morning. So I think we should have a live question and put Naomi on the spot. Should we do that? Go for it. So imagine, this is the question that you've got this morning. Okay, don't answer it. You know, I know you all know it. Okay? So just imagine this morning. Yeah? You've asked the congregation. You've had your 50-50. And you have to phone a friend. Who out of the three would you phone? Ian Morgan. You phone Ian Morgan. <laughs> Unfortunately, Ian Morg is not here this morning. But I have a phone. Should we phone him? (laughs) Bet he doesn't pick up. He'll come out through the mic, I hope. Hello, Ian. It's Michael here. Hello? I don't know who you are. (laughs) I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. <laughs> I better not put the last bit in there. Okay, so Ian's not here, so... That sort of blows the whole thing this morning for me, doesn't it? 
Should we take a punt on the two that's here? Should we take sure, a punt on the youngest yeah, this morning? I doubt he'll know it, but Dan, would that you man. know who, who, would, 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 what was Jacob's mother called? Would you happen to know? Who? Jacob? Hang on. What was Job? Sorry, I mean. <laughs> would you happen to know? It's Zeruja, everyone give him a round of applause. <laughs> but, but you can't tell us where it's from. Um, is up here in oh, is it? Oh, yay! She's too quick for us. Give her a round of applause, thank you. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah? You know, it must be difficult. I mean, I watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and, and when it comes to that middle-of-the-road question, who would you choose to actually answer that question? Sometimes, you know, I look at my friends, and uh, some of them are extremely intelligent, a bit like me, and uh, uh, when I look at them and I think, who would I ask that question to? You know, you have to try and figure it out if you've ever done it. It's a difficult circumstance to choose somebody. I play football, not very well, every so often. I get injured all the time. But when I was in school, I'd play every lunchtime. We'd, line them up on, we'd all line up on the wall, and the two captains would choose. If I'm being honest, because I'm not brilliant at football, I've got two left feet, I'm, 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 I'm hungry for it. I will run, but I'm not good at it. I was always in the last three, four, two, one to get chosen. I was worse than that. I was always with the scrawny, weird kids. Maybe I was that scrawny, weird kid. I don't know. But to be uh, chosen, you know, out of a lineup uh, this morning. And what I want to try just and convey for a second is that the fact that, and Mark said this morning, it's no accident that you were here this morning, whether you're a visitor or not. It's no, you're not here in ABC this morning by chance. If you're a Christian, if you're listening online this morning, or you're catching up maybe in two or three years' time, it's no accident in two years' time that you're listening to this message. Someone hasn't chosen you like who wants to be a millionaire for your intellectual historian uh, uh, qualities. It's no footy game where you are left to a few or the last uh, uh, people to be chosen to understand that we are called and chosen. You are called and chosen by the Almighty God, just like Moses was chosen. Mark spoke about the stars and uh, how he held uh, the, the, holds the whole world in the palm of his hands. He talked about every hair on your head, even Mark Watkins, with his bald head. He knows because we are chosen. And for you to understand that you're the man or the woman for the moment. Matthew 22 verse 14 says, For many are called, few are chosen. There is a massive message just in this verse alone this morning. And if I were carried on, you'd be here for another three hours. But Matthew talks about a calling and being chosen. Being called is not enough. When Matthew talks about being called, uh, uh, we must respond to that calling. It's a, a calling is an invitation. When you get an invitation, what do you do? Do you just sit it there and leave it there? No, you don't. You re- respond to it and say, yes, I'll come. It demands a re- response this morning. It demands a positive action. So 
this action that he is talking is about salvation. It's about asking God into our hearts and lives. Maybe you've never done it. Maybe you've done it at some point in your life. Maybe you've gone away from God. It's no chance that you're here this morning. You're listening to me because God may be calling you back. If you think that you're just come and you you land up round Christians or you land up in church and it's just something that you do because you feel you should do it, God says in six, John 6 verse 34, no one comes to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. It's no accident that you are here. You are called. And as Christians, if we are called and we accept that salvation... We need to be chosen. A person who accepts his or her calling. To be grateful for it and move forward in serving God in where you are. If we forget anything today, to understand that you are chosen. To remember that whether you're a man, you're a woman, you're a uh, uh, man or woman, yeah, of course, a man or a woman, a teenager, uh, uh, an adult, young, old, doesn't matter where you are. If you're in this church, if you're a visitor to this church, if you're thinking of coming to this church, um, where you live, where you work, the community you stay in. Sorry, I'm getting Scottish now. Live in rather than stay in. Sorry, stay in Scottish is live. So, so, so if you just get that for a second doesn't matter where you are to understand that you are chosen and to get that into your frame of mind. That somebody chose you and that somebody is God this morning. So, you are chosen. I'll never forget one day in my life. It's June 2009 and I've got a habit of taking pictures uh, just to remind me. Stupid pictures sometimes. And this is one of those stupid pictures. June 2009. There it is. So that is a stupid, quest, uh, a stupid picture of three deck chairs, okay? It's actually school sports day. I don't know why I took it. I have no idea. But that's a school sports day that both my children went to. So imagine the typical sports day. This is in Trugee where all the primary schools come together. Ooh, that was a bit echoey there. All, all the primary schools uh, come together. And my children have been put into a race. They've been chosen. There's only two of them anyway. But, no. um, but they've been chosen to run the race. So the deputy head teacher is there and she's doing a little pep talk. And, and it sort of goes like this. Um, uh, kids, you know, uh, we've come here today. We just represent the school. As long as you do the best, that's all that matters. Um, it's about taking part. It's not about the winning. That's why our kids are so messed up. Okay, there's the Mike Morgan version that I decided to do the pep talk after. And it goes sort of like this. Luke, Jake, you're a Morgan. Yeah, we play to win. It's not about taking part. You will win. Generations of your family have gone before and won. If you don't come first, second, or third, then you are leaving generations of your family down. There will be no food on the table for the next week for you. It sort of goes along those lines if you get my drift. Because, I'm sorry, we're a competitive family, okay? And it's about the winning for us and coming, you know, in the top three. Two opposing views. Two opposing opinions. Who do you think the boys listen to? 
The mother was nowhere near. I'll just put that in. Of course, they listened to their father. There was a little bit of doubt that came in from the teacher um, because they landed up with this. Two seconds. That's pretty good going, isn't it? Yeah? I don't know what happened, okay? I have no idea. Um, They grew up. But whose voice are you listening to? When we discussed in a plus group about hearing from God, there are loads of ways that we can do this. But what is our response when God speaks? Do you know God's voice? Do you know your own voice? Do you know the enemy's voice? A funny story that's happened to me in the last uh, few weeks is the fact that in our home, if you can just picture it, um, I generally, because uh, I get up early in the morning, I'm not saying that my wife doesn't, um, but because I get up early in the morning, um, I can't burn the candles at both ends anymore. Okay, I find it hard. I get tired when it gets to 10 o'clock. So I tend to go to bed between half past 10 and 11. So I'll go up and, and do the usuals, go into bed. And I'm courteous as a husband. I turn my lamp off, but so that she doesn't have to come up in the dark, I turn her little lamp on. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. And, and, and so, so I, I, I do that. Um, just digress just for one second. Why is it as men, when we come in, we're like this? When the wife's gone to bed early. And then when they come in, it's... Have you noticed? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, just saying. Um, so if you can just picture it, I'm in bed. And Sharon is downstairs. And then she's what I class as faffing. Which is putting cushions the right way. Yeah, um, two cups in the sink, that's okay. Yeah, no, they have to be in the dishwasher. Um, so all is, you just imagine, put the dog to bed, who is like a god in our house. Um, <laughs> and then she comes to bed. So she normally starts talking then, and I'm sort of maybe drifting in and out. So she must have one night been talking about this, that, and the other, and sharing uh, something. And then about a week later, which you're on the way back down from Leeds last Sunday, I shared something with her. I said, oh, I feel God was speaking to me and shared a little story. And she goes, oh, you think God was speaking to you, do you? I said, yeah. She says, I told you that last week. <laughs> so clearly God and Sharon are obviously one and the same. Um, there's God's way and there's Sharon's way. And obviously they're both the same. Um, But whose voice are you listening to? In my mind, I'd heard God speak when actually it was my wife. But it's an interesting story how Moses in verse 3 here, 2 and 3, the angel comes along in a bush burning, but it's not burning. So he looks and goes, I know, I'll go over and have a look. It's like weird. Okay? Now, I would run the other way, if, if I'm honest with you, because I don't like hospitals. I don't, you know, I don't like needles. I keel over. So if I was in Moses' position, I would have gone the other way. But he goes over, and when he goes over, God speaks from within the bush. And his response is, like that, here I am. Moses clearly knew God's voice. Either that or he pantsed himself. But he clearly knew God's voice. And his response was instantaneous. Is our response when we hear God and we hear his voice, is it the same response? Here I am. Here I am God. A good friend of mine 
uh, Marian, a good friend of Philip's, used to come into our place of work when we first met him. And for months and months and months, he wanted a sign from God. And over those months, it became a burning bush experience. He used to come in and say, I want a burning bush. I'll believe in God when he burns my bush that is outside. And that became the joke. He used to come in, my bush is still there, it's not burnt. And we, if he didn't mention it, we would mention it. But looking back, why did he expect the bush to burn up? starters because the bush burned but didn't burn but God was still there although Murray couldn't see him God was there God had a hand in his life and God had a hand on his circumstance Murray will tell you today that God was all around him God was calling him but he couldn't see him or hear him Maybe it's because he didn't believe and have a faith in God that he couldn't hear. But Murray, just like Moses, one day in his something weird or something odd that happened, stepped out, stepped a little bit closer to God and met with God. Sometimes we can't see the wood for the trees. But it's interesting here in verses 2 and 3 that he had to go over to hear God. He had to get closer. We heard a great message from Irwin a couple of weeks ago. And I have no idea what you spoke on. If I'm being, it was a great message, but I have no idea. That's how God works. Because I can remember one throwaway comment from that that has stuck with me ever since. So you may not understand or hear anything from my message this morning, but maybe one throwaway comment, I pray, sticks with you. That comment was, dig a little deeper. So whether you are a new Christian, or whether you're in the middle, or you're deep theological and intelligent, the challenge through Iron was, Dig a little deeper. Yeah, and that stuck with me ever since. Thank you, Irwin, for that. But do you know, are you that close to God that you know that God is in your weird today? He can see you. He can hear you. He can see your circumstance, the situation that you're in. He can see your marriage. He can see your family. He can see your health. Do you know, God, every day of our lives, is calling us in different ways. Sometimes we just don't tune into it. But I pray that we will be like Moses, that we will step that little bit closer, that we will dig that little bit deeper, and that we will have the same answer as Moses and say, here I am. In our day-to-day lives, in our work, Anywhere and everywhere. Because that's what Moses was. He was just randomly tending his sheep. He was going about his day. Did he think that morning it was going to be any different? Probably not. But the day that happened, it changed his life forever, I believe. And his his answer of here I am. Thirdly, who am I? Many times as a child... I 
uh, growing up in school. And I don't think schooling is the same these days, but definitely back when I was in school, because I had a tough life. Um, no, it was worse than that. I had a tough <laughs> life. Um, yeah. Um, I used to get put down a lot. People would say, you can't do that, and you can't do this, and, and uh, you know, who do you think you are doing that? That was the sort of schooling that I had. Our, our primary school teacher would never give us a football to play with at break time. And when she did, it was probably once a term, and the last day of term, uh, she would give us a football. It was a flat one, so we didn't kick it over the fence. That's how bad a schooling I had. And I'll be honest with you, she was an evil teacher. She was a horrible teacher. And I think a lot of, of what I've inherited today is from, from that teacher. I'm not going to mention any names. But she was horrible. Absolutely horrible. It's funny how those little circumstances as a child stick with you. I remember my brother going to a Trigib school. And uh, he went to school and he came home one day and he said, uh, I was in primary school, he was in, just gone to senior. And the teacher in maths, um, he'd asked a question because he didn't understand and she turned to him and says, if you don't understand now, you will never understand. He's in school, for goodness sake. So I had this, and then all of a sudden, in my mind, I'm pantsing going to school. I'm going, oh, no, I don't want to go to secondary school. I forgot a secondary I don't want to have that teacher. I went to secondary school. Thankfully, I never had that teacher. She taught the bottom sets, but obviously... Um, <laughs> do you know, now I'm 45... I don't look it. Um, I see many educated people. Do you know some of them haven't got a clue? Haven't got a clue. My dad used to say, and I'm just saying this, they're too heavenly for any earthly good. That's what my dad used to say. But, you know, all those negative thoughts that are sown into us at a early age, and I don't care if you're, like, you're a, like a mega graduate and so intelligent, or you're not this morning. Some of the things that happen in life bring doubts, and they bring fears, and they bring uh, uh, things into our lives that question our ability to do stuff. Interesting how Moses here in verse 11 says who I am. On one hand, he has no more than probably a couple of minutes prior met the almighty God, and he's got, here I am. And a split second later, he is doubting himself, going, but, but who am I? You know, if you read the story, he goes on, uh, Moses, doesn't he? And uh, Moses, uh, God gives him Aaron to help him to communicate. And, and if you read the story, the stuff that he did, it's absolutely amazing. But I think, deep down, and I'd love to get into Moses' brain, somewhere, at some point, something happened to him for him to feel the way he did, for him to have doubts in his ability. I'm no Oxford graduate like Ian. I'm no graduate, but I tell you what, I'm a Moses minus murder this morning. We're all Moses's minus murder. Our head teacher, or the head teacher of the, uh, the kids' school, um, always says that there's only 20-odd percent in life that are high flyers. The majority are 80 percenter. I'm an 80 percenter this morning. You're an 80. We, we, we're all Moses's this morning, minus murder, unless somebody wants to confess to murder this morning. Um, we're just regular Joes. But the question is, whose voice are you listening to? 
biggest problem with, our, with, with, with us is we doubt ourselves. It's the voices in our head. We've all been there where we, we don't want to go there because uh, um, we just don't want to go. But we go because of what somebody might say if you don't go. You've probably heard your auntie or, or your grandmother saying, Oh, I've got to go to Capel today, Capel is church in Welsh. I've got to Capel, because what will the vicar say if I don't turn up? You wear the dress once and somebody makes a comment that your bum's big in it and you don't wear it again because of what one person said, my bum looks big in every dress. Not that I wear them. <laughs> you don't share your faith because you stepped out once and shared your faith and you got the mickey taken out of you. Sometimes you need to grow up and realize you were 12 at the time and now you're 48. We listen to stuff. We stepped out. Oh, but God, I stepped out once. I did that, but I got knocked back. You know, we've all been there where we walked into a room once and everyone's laughed when you walked in. It's a horrible feeling. And then they tell you they're not laughing at you. Oh, okay, but you still in your mind think they're laughing at me. And you walk out of that room and for some bizarre reason, they all laugh again. And you think they were definitely laughing at me. Our mind plays tricks on us. The enemy plays tricks. And, and, and we so often listen to voices that come about through different people. Maybe you don't do something. Maybe in this church. Because somebody said something and you overheard it. And in your head you've got that one voice. Well, that, well they didn't like it. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. To step out and to listen, listen to God. What does Moses say? He comes up with all the excuses. Oh, they won't believe me. They'll ask me your name. God says, tell them I am who I am. And that's what you have to tell the enemy when he's in your head. People who come with voices in, in, in your life say, hey, I am God Almighty like we've heard this morning is on my side. I'm chosen this morning. Here I am God this morning. I'm not going to listen to these things that people and the enemy wants to come against. I'm going to listen to God. Why? Because just as Moses, I believe God wants us to understand that we are chosen. That he has a relationship with us. That, that we are with the Almighty God this morning. He's on our side. You know, it's interesting how you read on here. And I like it where he's commanded Moses is to go. To the, peop uh, to the children of Israel in verse 16. And he goes on here and he commands him. It says, go, Moses, go assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, and Mark prayed this this morning, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob, appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and seen what has been done to you in Egypt. God knows. God knows your circumstance. God knows you're chosen. He's there for you. And it goes on, I have promised to bring you out of your misery. If you're in misery this morning, there's a promise here. Into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Peruzites, the uh, uh, 
Jebusites, the Brinamanites, the Bontloinites, the Tikrosites, the Ammonfordites. We can joke about it, but that's what the Almighty God has for us. A land flowing with milk and honey this morning. Do we get it this morning? Do you get it this morning? You're chosen. You're chosen. You are something special. It's it's interesting. I, I, I'm one of those people who, to stand here in front of you is an important responsibility. And I'm one of those who doubts myself. The enemy comes in and says, Mike, who are you? And yesterday morning, I'm praying, God, just help me. Make sure I bring a word that, that is from you. And the verse for today that I get every day was uh, uh, from Colossians chapter 3 this morning. And it was this yesterday morning. Colossians chapter Therefore, as God's chosen people. That was God telling me, Mike, that, ver- that message is for somebody tomorrow. Mark prayed. I'm one of those people who puts a couple of things out. I couldn't believe Mark prayed. He had no idea what my message was this morning. He prayed the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham. He's an amazing God. Do we really understand this morning that he is on our side? Worship he's going to come and sing. Come on, we'll sing the second song this morning. No longer a slave this morning because we're chosen this morning. This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.